The 10-Minute Math Podcast will help parents answer the two big questions. Why is math taught differently today? And how can I support my own child at home? We are your hosts, Jan and Colleen. We are two teachers crazy for math and on a mission to help parents use normal everyday routines such as bedtime or mealtime as opportunities to build their children's number sense so that their children can find the joy, wonder, and beauty of mathematics. 10-minute math, an equation for fun, daily routines to make math connections. Welcome to episode 123, season 3 of the 10-Minute Math Podcast. Today, we're going to learn the seventh step in mastering basic multiplication facts using games. Now, let's get started. child is in third or fourth grade, you've probably heard your child talk about multiplication and the importance of learning the basic multiplication facts. Some children love to learn these facts and others struggle and tend to give up claiming that they hate math. If you are new to our 10-minute math podcast, you might want to grab a free copy of our parent starter kit available on our 10-minute math website. The first step on our parent starter kit is to share a positive attitude about math. Parents are a child's first teacher and role model and communicating a positive attitude about math will help your child love math. We recommend parents avoid talking negatively about math and praise a child's effort and perseverance when doing math. Playing board dice games with your child is our second recommendation. Games are important because it makes learning math fun and brings up powerful emotions for your child. Last week, we introduced a card game to learn how to multiply by eight. Today, our goal for step seven is for your child to be able to multiply any one digit number by three. We have recommended a game using dice for this goal and it is called three in a row. To play this game, one player rolls three dice and adds the numbers to find a total. The other player rolls one die and multiplies it by three. The player with the higher total wins. The first player that wins three games in a row is the winner of the three in a row game. Okay, Jan, I gotta see if I got this right. Okay, so if I'm player one, I roll three dice and add the numbers to the total and if I'm the second player, I only roll one die and multiply it by three. Then the player that has the t- highest total wins that game. So, but the final winner is the player who wins three games in a row. You got it. So let's try it out. I'll go first and roll three dice. After rolling, I see a two, four, and five. So I add them all together. Two and four make six, and then five more makes 11. So I scored 11 points. So I am player two and I roll just one die and I get a four. So I get to think about three groups of four and three times four is 12. So I scored 12 points. Since 12 is greater than 11, I win the first game. Yes, you do. This time you get to be player one and roll the three dice. Okay, so I'm 
player one, I roll three dice and I see a one, five, and six. So I add the one and five to get six and add six more to get 12. My total points for this game, for this round is 12 points. Now I am player two and I roll only one die and I see a five. I get to think about three groups of five or 15. And since my 15 is greater than your 12 points, now I win this second game. Okay, now you are back to being player one. You got it. So I roll all three dice and I see a three, a four, and a six. So I add three and four to get seven and then add six to seven to get 13. My total is 13 points. And as player two, I roll only one die and get a six. I get to think about three groups of six and I know that three times six or 18. So my 18 points is greater than your 13 points. So I win this game. So this three in a row game might be harder than it looks because it's challenging to win three games in a row. We aren't going to finish this game on our podcast, but you get the idea. You know, Jan, games are so powerful because they bring out emotions, both positive and negative. Researchers know that emotional memories are the most powerful memories. That is so true. I can tell you, I don't remember much about second grade except the one day I sat on a bee. Ouch. That was a powerful emotional memory and I learned a valuable lesson that day. What lesson did you learn? I learned to always look at your chair before sitting down. And I am happy to report that I haven't sat on a bee since that day. (laughs) That's great, Jan. You know what, the same is true for math. If children have powerful emotions about playing games, math, math games when they're a child, they'll learn to love math. Right. I always say as a former middle school math teacher, students came to my classroom either loving math or hating it. I knew it was my job to get students to love math and then they could learn. If students love math, they develop a growth mindset about math and believe that they can learn. As Pam Harris, one of my favorite podcasters and mathematicians would say, math is figure outable. Yes, Pam has a whole math movement going and she's supporting math teachers in spreading the word that math is figure outable. Math isn't just about mimicking what the teacher or parent does. She believes that math should make sense and she believes students should develop strategies for understanding math. Yes, and we agree with Pam. When we use the term number sense and say we want young children to develop number sense, that includes using strategies that make sense to the child. If you'd like to learn more about number sense or the 10 steps to mastering multiplication math facts using games, visit our website at www.10minutemath.com. That website again is tenminutemath.com. Bye for now and thanks for making math fun.